0: all right what's up what's up what's up welcome to the chest and podcast all right we're about to get into the hot topics for the week of september 26th to october 2nd oh my god i can't believe it's already october my favorite season of all the seasons fall going into winter love it um this year has gone by so fast so i just can't believe that it's already october but anyways getting into these hot topics all right so first um taylor hale she wins season 24 of cbs's big brother all right now I like I said before I don't know if you guys heard if you have been listening to my previous episodes I have went over uh, CBS's Big Brother have not really watched the show if I'm gonna be honest with you but um, this past season that you know just ended um, has been trending all over Twitter I've been seeing so much going on but um, congrats to Taylor Hale like that's awesome she becomes the first Black woman in the show's 22 year history to win. That's crazy <laughs> and also um, for those who don't know who Taylor Hill hell is I mean it is a normal um, it's not like celebrity uh, big brother they do have two different kinds of CBS they have regular version of big brother and then they have celebrity big brother um, but Taylor Hill she happens to be um, she was Miss Michigan um, in the U, uh, the 2021 USA competition. She's a gorgeous girl. If, if you happen to Google her or, or look her up, she's a very beautiful woman. Just happy that she won. I just wanted to give her a shout out real quick. And also um, she happened to win Miss Congeniality at the um, 2021 Miss USA. So congrats girl. It, it seems like she, you know, might have a, we might have another Kenya Moore in the industry, you know, coming in, you know. Um, but I just wanted to give her a shout out. I'm just a, really happy for her that she won uh, this season, um, this past season, because there was a lot of, um, racial things, situations going on with this season, and I'm just happy that she won, you know, she deserved it, she played the game the best, and congratulations once again, um, uh, Hale, Taylor Hale, all right, going into the next topic, NASA successfully crashes spacecraft directly into an asteroid, all right, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the, um, the news, but Um, NASA, they decided to test um, to see if, you know, such technology could someday be deployed to protect Earth from catastrophic impact. Um, So basically, they just saw some asteroids that were flying out in space, um, happened to be close to Earth, but um, they weren't coming, you know, towards us to crash into us, but they happened to be close to us, so they decided... How about we test out if we have the technology, if we can even do something, if, uh, you know, in the future, a situation like that happens. And they did. They tested it out, and it was successful. They were able to crash um, the spacecraft directly into the asteroid, you know, meaning, you know, that they could uh, break it up, make it smaller, so the impact won't be uh, catastrophic (laughs) and won't end the world. I don't know if you guys ever seen any movies like Armageddon, Deep Impact where they had situations like that, where an asteroid was coming to Earth. Um, I I think with Armageddon, they were able, well, the people that went on the mission, somebody had to sacrifice themselves. Spoiler spoiler alert, if you have not seen that movie, it's a great movie. But um, Deep Impact, I don't think that we had the, in that movie, I don't think we had the technology. So it showed what would happen if. You know, a huge asteroid did hit Earth, but this is awesome that they found something just in case we do have, you know, because asteroids are always in space. So there I'm, I'm praying not in my lifetime, but maybe one day <laughs> um, there might be a big, a big enough one that could, uh, you know, basically end us. And it's good to know that NASA has the technology. They have something in place just in case something like that happens. Awesome. All right, moving on. Dahmer, the Netflix series, drew the platform's biggest audience since Stranger Things Season 4. Now, I did do a review on my last episode, but this one is basically um, following up on like this. And it's kind of it's crazy to say it. I hate to say it, success, but I mean, it's like the number one show on Netflix right now as far as series. But um, 196.2 million people watched since its premiere. It premiered on September 21st. Um, yeah, (laughs) and with all this, um, attention now, you know, back on you know, back on the Dahmer situation, you know, it's like time repeating itself, um, discussions to honor victims for the city of Milwaukee, um, are now, you know, being brought up, like people want to have some type of memorial site for the victims, um, but the thing is the mayor of Milwaukee he's basically concerned about that because he doesn't want it to become some sick tourist attraction unfortunately i don't know if um there's like this series on netflix where this guy he travels around the world and he like sees all the, the the eerie spots in on the planet basically and he came to america i remember one of the episodes i can't think of i will get the name later but i can't think of the name now but i'll probably bring it up on the next episode since i don't have it on me right now and i don't feel like looking because it's gonna take me forever to look it up but he basically um traveled the you know the world but he did come to the united states and um he had like a few different episodes i do know he came to texas to visit the site where jfk got shot downtown um i've been there crazy (laughs) that's all i'm not you know i'm not gonna spend too much time talking about that but moving on um But in Milwaukee, he did have an episode in Milwaukee where, like, they had a guide to where they showed you, you know, where Jeffrey Dahmer, even though, you know, where his whole, the apartments where he lived at when he was doing all those tragic things, they're knocked down, there's nothing there, you know, it's just like land, basically, and they still have tours where even though there's no memorial site, people still walk around Milwaukee looking at, oh, this is where Jeffrey Dahmer grew up. This is the high school he went to. This is the, you know, the site. This is where the apartment building was where he was taking his victims. It's, hey, man. All I'm gonna say is, it's no shocker. Everybody, you know, we are at a time now where shock value sells. The more crazy it is, the more sick it is, the more in, in your face it is, people are gonna, like, make it go viral and make it trend, and... Definitely, um, the mayor should be concerned, but I definitely think they should give the city a voice and see um, if they want a memorial site. But um, staying on the topic, Dahmer's prison glasses are now being sold for $150,000. The ones that he wore in his um, intake photo, the gold rim glow glasses, if you happen to Google it, you'll see it. Well, um, cult collectibles. It's this little, I guess, it's a collectible type of website or uh, shop or whatever. And it's in Vancouver, Canada. And, um, basically, they're the ones that are selling these prison glasses because of the success once again of the Dahmer Netflix series. Now that it's like all over the place, they want to sell these glasses for $150,000. And, get this. They recently sold another pair of Dahmer's glasses in a private sale to a high profile. Oh, sorry, to a high profile buyer. This is just getting cre- creepy. Like, but I mean, we are in United States. Everybody has the freedom to be into whatever weird mess they want to be into, to stand whoever they want to stand. To you know, we're in that time. We're in that climate. So it's no shocker to me that people are going to. Um, idolize glamorize but they were doing it back then if you watch the series spoiler spoiler alert once again if you watch the series people were sending him fan mail so I mean like I said for some reason in America we have this sick, sick obsession with shock value like whatever is just d- disgusting we can't get enough of we want to it like goes viral it sells for some weird reason but anyways moving on to the next topic all right. I don't know if anybody have seen the blonde movie that came out on Netflix. I was so freaking excited about it. I don't know if you've been to my pages. I used to, you know, I was really been posting about it. I've been reading up on about it. Um, I think my excitement came from the actress that played Marilyn Monroe in the movie, um, Anna de Armas. She's um, Cuban descent, and I, when I saw the photos and the trailers, she looked exactly like Marilyn Monroe. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've seen so many biopics or series with, you know, Marilyn Monroe either involved or she was the focal point of the story. And Anna de Armas, she's the most, I won't say spot on because there are like little things. If you really pay attention, there are little things that make her look different than the actual Marilyn Monroe. But that's the closest actress I've seen, you know, to, to date, in my opinion, I've seen uh, that looks like Marilyn Monroe, that played Marilyn Monroe. Um, As far as the movie, the script of the movie, did not enjoy it. Um, Maybe that's, I want to say like, oh, they basically painted a picture of, you know, okay, maybe I should say spoiler alert, spoiler alert, I don't want to throw anybody off. You know, if you haven't seen the movie, it's up to you. If you want to watch it, you want to watch it, go ahead and watch it. But from what I saw, because I did watch it, um, it was just a lot. It was a lot it was basically focusing on all the bad things that you've heard about marilyn monroe like if they were you know a fact but at the same time you know maybe that's what it was back then because a lot of scenes in the movie it just you got to remember this was hollywood golden era 1940s when she was trying to get in this is when she started you know doing the note the nude modeling was like in the 40s like 45 46 so, 40s, you know, 40s, 50s, women were basically meant to be seen, not heard, in that day, you know, in that day in, in, and day in age. And that's, you see that in the movie. You definitely see that the men don't listen to her. They all just want to, you know, get in bed with her. You, you, you basically see, now I don't know, I can't say, because the author is based, okay, the movie is based on the book Blonde. And the author of the movie um, Joan Carol Oates. She even said herself that the book is not—it's you know—it's fiction. It's not a bio biography. It's not you know. It does have true events that happen in Marilyn's, you know Mar- Marilyn Monroe's life. But the interactions and the dialect in the the story—you know—the storyline is all made up, basically. So, um, like I said, it just. The storyline I just I wasn't feeling it. It just seems like whoever wrote this movie or You know created this movie. It seems like they hated Marilyn Monroe in my opinion um, But nothing it did I'm not taking anything against the actress that played her Ana de Amores. Um, She did a great job to me even with her accent I mean you could hear it a little bit, but she still did a great job to me as um, Marilyn Monroe and um I just feel like that movie doesn't really do her justice. It basically, everything, I mean, we've heard everything about Marilyn Monroe, and and it, and I'm sure you've heard mostly bad things, and that's what this movie basically showed. It just showed, like, she was out of her mind, and I don't think that was the case, because um, what I want to say is there's actually a documentary that came out this year, and it was by CNN, and the title of it is Reframed Marilyn Monroe, I suggest, I highly suggest you watch that Overborn because in that reframed documentary, first of all, they have documents, they have proof, they have like hard evidence that Marilyn Monroe wasn't just some dumb starlet that we think she was, some whore that was sleeping around Hollywood. I highly suggest you watch that documentary because it will blow your mind. She was very aware and she knew what she wanted and she went for it and she got it. Yes, did she sleep with some guys? Okay, but at the same time, when you, once you watch the documentary, spoiler alert, once again, if you do watch the documentary, she chose who she slept with. She just wasn't giving enough to any, giving it up to anybody. Not saying that makes it any better, but at the same time, just because you like to have sex does not make you a bad person. If we're gonna be honest, if we're gonna be honest. But anyways, that's a whole nother story. Moving on to the next topic. The Hollywood Reporter reports Shakira set to go on trial in Spain for charges of tax fraud. This blew my mind when I heard this. I'm like, not Shakira, but yes, Prosecutors are seeking an eight-year prison sentence and a fine if found guilty of tax evasion. OK? I think the fine is like 150K, 200,000, something like that, but they want her, they're seeking an eight-year prison sentence okay and this comes after um Shakira she basically denied any wrongdoing and rejected the plea deal um, with authorities so this is what led to this um, trial she now has to go to trial because that was the plea deal the plea was to um, do a eight year sentence well no no that's actually well I don't know if the plea that probably was part of the plea and she just um, she uh, rejected it and now they're gonna go to trial Um, And she's facing eight years now and a fine uh, for tax evasion. And she's being accused, basically, in 2018, um, she failed to pay 14.5 million euros. That's $13.9 million in U.S. dollars um, in taxes on income earned between 2012 and 2014. I do not have a date of when they will be going to trial, but... I will be following that story because we do not want to see Shakira and in, um, in jail but I did read um, furthermore in the article of the Hollywood reporter and they basically were saying like this is nothing new there's been uh, previous stars that live in Spain that have um, you know have been uh, charged for tax evasion and they worked out some deal so more than likely because it um, and that happened because uh, they were first-time offenders and One of the people I'm talking about uh, is Cristiano Ronaldo, the famous, uber famous soccer player. He's like the most followed man on Instagram, if you don't know him. He um, happened to get uh, charged for tax evasion, but since it was his first time offense, he did not do no jail time. They worked out a deal with him, and I'm sure they're going to do the same for Shakira. But I will be following this story because we do not want Shakira to go to jail. We all love Shakira. Come on now. All right moving on, Hocus Pocus 2 came out. Oh my god. Um if you haven't seen it, I hope you do see it. It's just as good as the original. Um I mean, they they do have some they made it more uh child friendly this this one. The first one was more you it was I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It it wasn't as Disney as they made this one. This one is way more Disney than the first one. But it was really good. it was just so good. Bette Midler as (laughs) Winifred, she did her thing. They all did their thing. They all did a great job. Even the ones that played the younger ones. Spoiler alert. Once again, I don't want to spoil anybody, but if you have not seen it, go see it. Great. Great, great sequel. I can't believe it took 29 years, but great sequel. And um, just found out this should be on the next episode, but because I found this out today, but just found out today that um, well, not today, but (laughs) <laughs> it should be on the next episode but um found out that Hocus Pocus 2 has broken the record for the Disney Plus app for um most uh views uh yeah out of any movie on its platform his, in in its history that that movie broke the view uh viewership record for a movie on the Disney Plus platform once again i recommend seeing it it's so freaking good Check it out if you have it. All right. The 2023 Met Gala theme has been announced. It is the Carl Lagerford of Beauty. And uh can't wait to can't really get more into that. That's the only detail that we got. We only got like what's the theme of it. We haven't got like what it's gonna be, you know, the the colors or anything like that. But um Just want to give you a little quick um, rundown on Karl Lagerfeld. He was the creative director for Fendi, Chanel, Balmain, Chloe. I'm sure more. I'm sure I haven't um, named all the things he's done, but I can't wait to see it. I think people are going to show out. Karl Lagerfeld. Sorry, Karl Lagerfeld. He's he just knew the fashion, and I think so many people are going to show up and you know and represent him. You know, rest in peace. All right, moving on to the next story. CNN reports McDonald's is introducing adult Happy Meals. Yes, believe it. All right, beginning October 3rd, customers can order a cactus plant flea market box. It includes a Big Mac or 10-piece chicken McNuggets, fries, drink, and a recognizable figurine toy. All right, so obviously they have to be targeting the millennials and the Gen Zs um, to come up with this, an adult Happy Meal from McDonald's, I mean, Happy Meal, I I don't think McDonald's is as, I mean, it's still huge, it's still, you know, it's never gonna go away, people are gonna still love McDonald's, it's what it is, but for, especially kids born in the 80s, man, that was like the time, man, to go to McDonald's, like, your parents always took you to McDonald's, and I'm sure there's people still do it today, but I'm just saying, I'm not shocked that they came up with this, you know, because I, I don't eat McDonald's as often as I used to, but if I am in the mood every once in a blue moon, I will go get me something from McDonald's. (laughs) So this is so awesome. I think this is so cool. Um, The box is designed to, you know, um, this is from the company Cactus Plant Flea Market and uh, McDonald's. They're saying that the, um, the adult Happy Meal box is designed to trigger memories of Happy Meals from the old days. So obviously it's, targeting the Millennials and Gen Z. Um, Toys are redesigned, and it takes on McDonald's. Basically, uh, you get a choice of the McDonald's mascots. There's four toys in the Adult Happy Meal. There's Grimace, Hamburglar, Birdie, and a new um, mascot they named Cactus Buddy. and um, The Cactus Plant Flea Market. It's a street bre a streetwear brand that has been popularized by Kanye West and Pharrell. So they're partnering up, and McDonald's has been doing this. They've had partnerships with Jay Baldwin, Travis Scott, BTS. So this is nothing new. You know, McDonald's. I think they're you know they're they're going in the future. They they're going in the direction of what's the future. So partnerships, I think, is awesome. I think this is definitely going to sell. I think a lot of adults, like I said, millennials and Gen Z are going to probably check it out. I'm going to check it out because I want to see what this is about. But I don't know. You only get a choice of Big Mac and 10-piece chicken nuggets. That's only two options. I don't know if I'm crazy about that. But just letting you guys know, beginning October 3rd, you guys can go. If any adults out there, you are more than welcome to go pick up an adult Happy Meal at McDonald's. All right, moving on. Taylor Swift will embark on a massive stadium tour in 2023. Yes. I don't know if you guys have been seeing this. It's just popped up everywhere. So following her next album re- release, her next album title, I think it's Midnight. It's supposed to be coming out this month in October. This girl will just be popping up with albums like every, like it's been like every year now. But um, The Sun is reporting that um, Taylor and Drake have recorded a secret song during the 2017 sessions for her album, Reputation. And the collaboration will be released on her Reputation, Taylor's version album. And that's, I'm assuming that's coming up pretty soon, but the word is, is she's been calling around every stadium and she's been, you know, planning to go on tour in 2023. That's the same time that Beyonce is doing her stadium tour. So this is gonna be crazy. This is going to be like so many freaking tours are coming in 2023. We have Rihanna about to drop. We have Nicki Minaj about to drop. Like, there's going to be so many freaking tours in like 2023, 2024. It's about to be bananas. But I think this is the highest form of flattery by copying Beyonce. I mean, you know, it, like Beyonce starts something everybody wants to jump on the trend. Like, it's no lie. She is like the queen for a reason. For real, for real. Because Lady Gaga just finished her stadium tour and once again like I said nobody was doing stadium tours until Beyonce started doing them. Bad Bunny's on the studio tour. Like whenever Beyonce does something she changed the game like literally. This is why I don't like seeing memes or anything on Twitter where people try to uh, compare Beyonce to these new artists and I'm not gonna say no names of who but it's like Beyonce's not She's really nobody's peer, if you think about it. She's nobody's peer that came out. Beyoncé has been in this game for 20-plus years. That's a long time. And she's still relevant. And there's a lot of people from her class that can't say the same. So, but like I was saying, this is crazy that Taylor Swift, okay, so she's about to embark on a massive stadium tour. But I don't think, I'm trying to think if her last tour, because I don't think this is the first time she's done a stadium tour. Taylor Swift. It doesn't matter. Beyonce was doing it before everybody else. Like, Beyonce made it, you know, uh, style. You know, she made it, like, she... (laughs) Not saying... But Beyonce's not the first one. Tina Turner was doing uh, stadium tours. You know, like, people have been doing stadium tours before Beyonce, but I'm just saying, Beyonce, you know, once she does something, people just pick up on it and run with it. And make, you know, try to make it their own. Um, But, like I said, Taylor Swift she's gonna be embarking on a 2023 stadium tour. I'm sure it's gonna sell out. I'm sure she's gonna do amazingly well because a lot of people love Taylor Swift. Um, But like I was saying, um, she does have a song with Drake that was recorded in 2017, but it did not make the album. Um, The song was cut for being too direct about foes Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. So she's about to put that on her re-released version of the reputation album uh taylor's version can't wait to hear that but um mm, a stadium tour that is just crazy everybody's gonna like 2023 is gonna be so crazy i hope you guys have your money like saved and ready because everybody's gonna be going on the road um but it's exciting all right well that was all the hot topics i have for this week we will be following up next week, same time, same place, every Tuesday. You know where to come. All right? So make sure we are now available. Well, this podcast, I am now available on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, YouTube. Just type in the Cheston Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, share, and like. Okay? And make sure you take care of yourself, take care of each other. We will follow, we will do this all again next week. Hot Topics, I might have a special guest. I'll let you know ahead of time. If I do, um, thank you. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, Chesten, The Cheston Podcast. All right, same time next week. Take care. All right, I'm out.